Chip Kelly is about to name the first starting quarterback he's had in a quarterback derby in over a decade in a pivotal year for UCLA. That and more in this episode of our Pac-12 Media Day interviews. Let's go. It's the number one college football show. I'm pleased to be joined by UCLA head coach Chip Kelly. Coach, how you doing? I'm great. We're at Pac-12 Media Day and uh, just getting rolling, so it's it's a good day. It means you're closer to football starting. Yes, it does, and we're close to getting to see your offense roll again. I'm having to talk to kids now, recruits, right? It's part of my job, mm-hmm. and one of the things I have to remind them is Oregon was a force when I was in college, right? And yet... They're like, but has Chip Kelly groomed some head co- uh, some quarterbacks? I'm going, what are you talking about, right? We're having, the, I'm having an argument with them, but they've also brought to my attention, you haven't had a quarterback derby since basically 2012 with DTR being your starting guy for 48 straight games. How excited are you yeah. to have a bona fide quarterback derby in preseason camp? Um, I think I kind of liked it the other way when you knew exactly who you had because he was a great one. Um, but we do have... A bunch of talented kids. They were great in the spring. Um, Colin Schley is a transfer from Kent State. Ethan Garbers has played for us in the last couple of years and has come really long. Uh, Dante Moore is a high school recruit out of Detroit that enrolled early and did a really nice job. And Justin Martin is a, um, a local kid that's in uh, a redshirt freshman. And um, so all those guys, I thought, really stepped their game up. The the great part of a quarterback derby is that competition brings the best out of everybody. And and I think all of those guys got better through spring practice. So UCLA going into last year, the Pac-12, but I'm more curious about how you found out that UCLA was going to the Big Ten because the story I heard is that you and head coach Ryan Day at Ohio State found out that you were both going to be in the same conference at a golf tournament? Yeah, that's 100% true. We were back home. We're both from New Hampshire. Um, I got a call. Uh, and my phone was in my bag, didn't really pay attention. And then I had missed a call, two calls from our athletic director, a text message from the athletic director, and two calls from the associate athletic director, and a text message from him. So I, I thought something had happened. Um, and then they called and said, in two hours, there's going to be a vote uh, that you're going to go into the, we're going to go into the Big Ten, um, but you can't tell anybody. And I said, all right, when Ryan Day is in the cart behind me. So mm-hmm. I, I'm a loyal soldier. I didn't say anything. And we got up to, I think they caught us around hole 16. And he just kind of looked at me. And I'm sure he was hearing it from his side. Um, and, looked, and I looked at him, and I didn't say anything. And um, we got to the clubhouse, and it was announced. And, and he just smiled, and I laughed. And my, my first initial response was like, oh, my God, we're going with the Big Ten. And then when I asked our athletic director when, he said two years. I was like, ah, don't worry about it. Well, give me the details later because two years is a long time. So um, we still have one more season in, in, in the Pac-12 this year, and that's what our focus is on. But that, that is a 100% true story. We were together when, the, when that news broke. It also raised to me just how long you and Coach Day have known each other and been friends, quite frankly. He played quarterback for you at the University of New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. He's been on your staff before. I love the what if he went with you to Oregon in 2007. If anything, how excited are you to have that be basically a normal part of your college football calendar in the future, getting to play against Ryan Day's Buckeyes? Um, I don't know if we're excited about playing against each other. We were together last weekend. Um, 
and we're both hyper competitive. We like to beat other people. I don't think we like to beat each other. So, and we've never faced each other before. Um, but they're obviously the the the, the lead dog uh, in that conference and a team that obviously that everybody in the country is focused on um, because of how successful they are every single year. So um, we'll have our work cut out for us when we play them. But again, that's a that's a little bit of ways away. We're going to focus and concentrate on on 23 year and see what see what we see what see what we can do this season. One of the things that got my attention is your hire of the Anton Lynn, who's 33, yeah. right? And then we're at a time when mm -hmm. it's cool to hire guys my age to be your defensive coordinator, your offensive coordinator. What brought you to hiring him? Um, he's got – it's unique. He's got a unique journey in, in the game of football, was a really good player at Penn State, um, played for the Jets for a year. Uh, and then immediately after his one year in the league, uh, he started in the league. And so um, he's 33 years old with 12 years of NFL experience, you know, and I think – that's what kind of set him apart from everybody else that we interviewed. Um, he's sharp, uh, comes from a football family. His dad was a former head coach in the NFL, uh, Anthony Lynn, who's got, who I've got, I've got great respect for. And then um, there's a maturity to Danton um, that if you met him and someone told you his age afterwards, they would, you'd be like, no way. That, you know, there's, a, there's a maturity and there's a wisdom in, in, in him that uh, you know, was really impressive and came across very well to our players. So. Um, we're really excited. Uh, we battled both offense against off, offense against defense during the spring, and you know I'm excited about uh, Danton's first season with us this, this fall. I'm curious if you let Carson Steele bring his pet gator to practice. <laughs> the good thing about Carson is that he left his pet um, alligator, Crocky J, back in Indiana with his family. It's, it's, it stays at his house. He actually actually didn't even bring it to Ball State. He left it at his home. So um, I was curious. It's a great story. But then I was actually nervous when he committed. Like, is he going to bring that thing with him? And then where would we house him in Westwood? Because I don't think uh, there is an alligator policy in Westwood, uh, Los Angeles. So, um, But we did not have to even broach that because he, he left it back in Indiana. My last one for you, Coach. You've been creeping up on 10 wins since you got to UCLA. Eight in 2021, mm -hmm. nine in 2022. How difficult is it to get to 10 wins at UCLA? Yeah, that's the challenge, you know, and we're excited. But hopefully we're, our, we have really smart kids at our school, so they know that it goes eight, nine, ten. Um, so if we can just count, um, hopefully this is the year we break through that barrier. UCLA head coach Chip Kelly, thank you for taking time to join us here on the number one college football show. Thanks, RJ. I'm pleased to be joined by Oregon head coach Dan Lanning. Coach, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. I got to say, coach, the way that your program responded in 2022 to finish with 10 wins was really remarkable, especially given the way it started. What were the things that you were preaching in the route to an eight-game winning streak, I might add, to get your program back to, hey, no, no, we're good. We're good. We're fine. We're a good football team. Yeah, we never really concerned ourselves with the opinions of others, right? We, we always looked internally to where we could be better, and uh, our guys really accepted that approach. And in accepting that approach, you also got a lot out of Bo Nix, more than I think we've ever seen him give in any particular season. What do you think was going right for your quarterback? Well, I think, I think Bo just showed the world what he's capable of. You know, we always knew the talent that Bo had. 
Um, he needed people around him that trusted his ability, and uh, it was fun to see him excel in this offense. Obviously, he's uh, truly become a great leader for our team, and he's an exceptional player. After having the remarkable season that you had, uh, getting to lift that Holiday Bowl trophy, you also had to deal with what happens when you are a good football coach and you got a good football program. People hire your coordinators to be head coaches. So you go out and you get a guy in Willie Stein who knows how to do this. But I'm curious, what led you to hiring a 33-year-old offense coordinator from UTSA? Yeah, ultimately, you, you want to go find the best and the brightest, right? And I think it's always a challenge for you as a coach when there's transition. One, you want that in your program. You want to create opportunities for guys on your staff. If they want the, the chance to become head coaches, you want to create that. And we're fortunate enough to be in a place that we can do that. Um, but, you know, Will really shared a lot of the same uh, philosophical values that I had. Um, we had some connections of guys that he had coached with that I had coached with as well. Uh, and been around and just being able to, the more we had conversations, the more I recognized it was a really good fit. You're a defensive guy, and I say that as a lead into this might be the deepest quarterback conference in the sport this year. What's it like to prepare each and every week knowing that the guy that is throwing the ball across from you and can sling it? Yeah, it's a unique challenge, and, and it is. It's the deepest quarterback class for sure. I mean, I think this league presents a unique challenge and you're, every week you're going to have to go against a guy that can play ball. And it always starts with the quarterback. You know, that's the, the first thing you always assess when you're watching the opponent. And for us, we're uh, lucky enough to get to go against some great ones. It's always something in this conference too. Last year, it was Lincoln Riley joining USC along with you and seeing how you guys would uh, hold up. And now we know exactly what that looks like. Both of you guys had double digit win seasons this year. Coach Prime in Colorado entered the picture. If anything, what do you think this says about the Pac-12? Yeah, I think there's a lot of excitement around our conference right now. Obviously, there's a you know we had several 10-win teams, um, several teams that are capable, and, and it only makes our conference better. And in making your conference better, are you looking around and going, goodness me, do we have something working here that gets us back to winning these Pac-12 championships that folks got so excited about us winning not just five years ago? Yeah, when you start, you know, taking a deep dive into our program, I think you see the pieces in place. Um, but you don't want the easy route. You want the hard route. And it's fun to be in a place where there's a challenge to create that. I'm curious what you're doing to try to stay grounded as head coach at Oregon, knowing this is going in a year two for you, but you've already been successful. Yeah, I didn't come here for one year uh, to, to have success for one year. You know, for me, there's long-term goals. Um, this is a place that's done so much for college football when I talk about Oregon. Um, but we, we have a lot more to accomplish here, and I certainly have some long-term goals to accomplish here. Um, and I'm in a great place to be able to do that. So it's exciting to know that you have great vision, alignment with the university, and the players capable of, of competing for championships. Is there something you can pinpoint, other than winning more games, to get into the Pac-12 championship game that you didn't do last year? Yeah, we had some tight battles down the stretch uh, that we, we've got to perform better and we've got to finish out. Um, but, you know, ultimately we just finished a SWOT analysis with our team where we took a deep dive into our strengths, our weaknesses, recognizing our opportunities that exist out there and the threats to those opportunities. And I think as long as we keep our main focus on what we can do to get better, the, the process uh, of that, then I think the results take care of themselves. Can you tell me just one of those strengths that you identified when your 2023 team? I'm not giving you the answers to the test, man. No, no uh, 
quarterback, you know, we've got a guy, we've got a guy that can compete. And when you have a quarterback, you have a chance. But I feel like we're a deeper team than we were last year. Um, we're a more connected team than we were last year. You know, last year you're trying to figure out what you have. And now I think we have a really good grasp of what we had, and we've added some really you know, key ingredients well, as well. I mean, we have 45 new scholarship players on our team this year, which is unique. Um, but to complement that with what we already have here, uh, I think that, that provides some unique opportunities. I will second that. You have one hell of a good quarterback, and I wish you and him good luck this season. Oregon head coach Dan Lanning, thank you so much for joining us here on the number one college football show. Thank you. Have a great one. I'm pleased to be joined by Oregon quarterback Bo Nix. Bo, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I want to start things off talking about something that has nothing to do with football. How does it feel to celebrate your one-year wedding anniversary? It's unbelievable. You know, it's uh, the gift that keeps on giving. Um, you know, I'm blessed to have a wife that's so loving, and, um, you know, she just... A precious gift and I, I love her a lot and um, you know I uh, my life really changed when I got to know her when I was able to be around her for the first um, time and then obviously we've been together for a few years now been married for one year and uh, you know it really flies by so um, but it's been great it's, it was a special year I realize your last name is Nick's but smoke was right there I mean all you got to do is is take her yeah. maiden name Izzy smoke Bow smoke, you have a little smoke. You know what I'm saying? Who wants the smoke? No, it's, it's right there. But since we're here, Stevie Nicks is also over there, and that one goes both ways. I'm just, you know, out no, here giving no you names. No doubt. Uh, yeah, her last name was really awesome. Um, you know, it was really cool. I hadn't really heard it until I met her. Um, but maybe we can use that for one of our kids' middle names or even their first name maybe. Yeah, man, there's a college football player running around in Smoke Monday. I mean, it, it happens. It's out there. I was team. So, I was teammates with Smoke Monday at that's Auburn. That's right, at Auburn. Yeah. See? Yeah. See? You're already there. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what, right. what little Knicks looks like and what their name is. <laughs> me, me too. Uh, all right, football, football. What was your first clue that you were going to have a great season last year? Because, frankly, it didn't start out great. No doubt. Um, you know, to be honest, I knew we had a chance when I got here last offseason. We had a lot of, uh, you know, great talent around me. Had a really veteran um, and really solid O-line. Uh, they had played a lot of games together. They were very familiar with offense and terminology and pass protection and all that kind of stuff. And then we were able to run the ball really well as the season went on. But, you know, I knew we had the talent um, and I just wanted to see how it was all going to shake out. And uh, yeah, with Georgia, it didn't start how we planned. Um, it started, you know, on the wrong foot. But immediately after that, we started turning it around and we started playing really good football. Uh, and as a collective group, um, you know, we were one of the more explosive offenses in the country. Credits to our coaches and, um, you, know, you know, just how we went about the game and how uh, we fought and we prepared and um, we were very consistent and um, we just had a good year. It felt like Coach Dillingham had a lot to do with your improvement in 2022. Now you have a new offensive coordinator in Coach Stein. What's different about your relationship with him, and what is he trying to help you further develop? Yeah, with Coach Dillingham, he really um, he let me play free. He gave me a lot of freedom. Um, I was able to check some things and change some plays. Um, you know, with his consent, he allowed me. Um, 
you know, he prepared me and he allowed me to do those things um, within the confines of our system. And I think that's one thing that really helped me. You know, I could see it and then get us in the right play and, um, you know, ultimately get us out of some jams um, if um, that, that case ever presented itself. And he was, he was all for that. You know, if he was like, look, if it's a bad look, protect me, change it, check it, whatever you got to do, just get us out of it. And Coach Stein is very similar. Um, you know, he comes from a similar system. Uh, he's going to give me a lot of freedom. Um, you know, he wants me to play free, um, play fast, and just go out there and cut it loose. One of the strengths of the Pac-12 this season is the quarterback play, and you are a very big part of that coming off that 2022 season we talked about. But if anything, what are you still trying to show the NFL in this year's final season of college football? Well, you know, uh, just to build on what I did last year, um, continue to make throws from the pocket, continue to make tough plays, uh, continue to, you know, get us in the right play and, and get guys situated to where we're going to be at a good advantage for um, our offensive play versus the defense. And uh, if I continue to do those things, um, you know, I just feel confident that not only are we going to have some su success offensively, our team's going to be really good. Um, and then obviously the future will hopefully take care of itself. Um, but, you know, right now I'm just worried about uh, what I can do for my team, how I can, um, you know, get us 1-0 on the weekend um, when we play games. So you're from the South, and I say that as a dude that spent his childhood in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So I got to ask, what was your first clue that Eugene is not Auburn? You know, uh, the restaurants are a lot different. There's no, um, you know, I guess Southern guys like, um, you know, fried chicken fingers and all the sides and all the fast food places and the Chick-fil-A's and, uh, you know, there's so many things that um, in the South that not necessarily uh, has made it out West, but at the same time, there's a lot of n different culture and different food out West of the Pacific Northwest. And, um, you know, I've been able to try some of those and they've been really good. Um, but yeah, the food, I would just say is different. The restaurants are different. Um, the style's a little different, but people are great. Uh, the landscape's great and the football's awesome. Man, look, uh, football's awesome. We agree on that. But you tell me Chick-fil-A and Waffle House ain't near. I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time with that, right? That's, that's going to get into that's my soul right. just a yep. little bit. You know what I mean? Like, and do they, they have right. – yeah, you know what? We'll get off the food. We'll stay on football because I could be giving you culinary advice about being in Eugene and <laughs> you could be talking about the differences and whatnot. But going into this 2023 season, one of the, the real, well, overarching themes is – USC and UCLA leaving to join the Big Ten in 2024. Now, I know you're not going to be a part of this transition when the Pac-12 is looking to, well, solidify its place as a, Pac as a Power Five conference, but what do you think the strength of this league is having played in it and played in it at a high level? Well, yeah, just looking at this year um, and after playing last year, uh, the quarterback position is, um, you know, at an all-time high in the, in the conference. Uh, we have some really good um, throwers, uh, some really good athletes back there in the backfield, um, just really good players overall, really good quarterbacks. You know, that spreads throughout the, um, the teams because uh, with great quarterbacks, you got great alignment, great receivers, great depth around them. Um, and then you got to be able to stop them so defenses, um, you know, rise to the occasion and defenses perform at a high level. So overall, the Pac-12 has, um, you know, really good talent, um, great talent across the board every position, um, some really good depth that, for a lot of teams. Um, it just makes the, the conference tough. Um, playing nine straight Pac-12 opponents at the end of the season is not easy. 
um, especially when each one can beat the other. Uh, but you just got to go in each week mentally focused, uh, prepared physically, and go out there and, and perform at a high level. Obviously, in the future, it's out of my control, whatever happens. But for this year, uh, we know the Pac-12 is going to be very tough. Bo Nix, thank you for joining us here on the number one college football show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Go, go Ducks. I'm pleased to be joined by Utah quarterback Cam Rising. Cam, how you doing? Doing great. Just happy to be here. So after two back-to-back Pac-12 championships, I'm good because I get to talk to you about returning to Utah where, you know what, I'm going to go straight to it. When you beat USC last year and you said, I hope he liked it, did that just pop into your head or, or were you just answering the question as you saw it? Kind of just popped in my head at the time. Yeah, just was really going off of what, what he was saying and, and heard him and yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is, and, and if you want to put that on your, your nails, it is what it is. You can decide to do whatever you want to do. It felt like you personified Utah at that moment, like you were the program, which is no small feat given that you transferred in and you needed to ingratiate yourself, let alone become a leader with that program. It feels like I'm the only person that expects Utah to go and defend its Pac-12 championship, but it also feels like that's something y'all like hearing that other people still don't believe after two Pac-12 championships and two Rose Bowl appearances that you're the best program in the Pac-12. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I think if you if you just look at the past two years, I don't think we were picked uh, first. So it, it's not how you start the year it's how, it, or even we haven't even started the year. So it's not how you even preseason it is. It's how you finish the year. So that's, that's all we really focus about. And that's all we're, we're really worried about at the time right now. I'm curious, like I think most Utah fans are, about your health because that has been pivotal to Utah's success. Have you changed how you go through strength and conditioning in the spring going into the fall? Are there changes in your diet and how you eat? Things that might help you better prepare for the physicality of the season to come. Yeah, absolutely. In the weight room, been just trying to get as strong as I possibly can, make sure that I'm ready to take any and every shot that that, that comes with playing football and just, just really, yeah. Diet, diet comes in there. Just making sure that we're we're eating the right things and and not not get, just getting too many cheap meals in there. Just just really focused on on eating healthy and stuff that's really gonna make you feel good and and just allow your body to recover the best. So that that's really been my main focus. What's it like to have a former quarterback playing tailback for you in Jaquindon Jackson? It's special. I mean, whenever you have a guy who, who can see the field as a as a QB and just apply it to his position like that, it, it's special. It makes my job that much easier. I have so much more confidence saying that he's going to know that, 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 that the Sam's coming off the edge to this side because that safety is rotating this way and stuff like that. So just it, it saves me a lot of a lot of a lot of stress and just it, it's uh, nice to have Jaquindon right there. No disrespect to your position, but y'all ain't exactly known for blowing up people when it's time to press protect, right? So to see him actually go out there and put his head in somebody's chest, how does that make you feel? Oh, it fires me up. I mean, uh, yeah, they, 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 they take ownership in that running room. Co Coach uh, Quinton, he, 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 he makes sure that they approach blocking just like they do if they're getting the ball in the inside zone. So that, 
that's why they, they have so much aggression, and I think that's why they're flying around and able to, to block so many guys in the middle, and, and having, a, having a big, strong guy like J.J. in there makes it easy. How are you going to replace the production that you got from Dalton Kincaid, Brant Keithy? Um, well, we got Brant back, so that, well, that's, got that's a back. positive that's having right. him. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so putting him in there and just making sure that that he can he can come back to to what what kind of player he was, and then just having everyone else pick up the slack. And I think a big part of that is going to be the receiving room. They, we've gotten some new pieces and, and just some guys that have been in the room, and I think they're going to mesh together and just create a, a great room that that's that's competitive top to bottom, and we're going to have guys that can go out there and make some plays. So. It's just going to be uh, kind of by committee rather than just one guy just taking the load. I'm curious going into this 2023 season and what I think is going to be your last season of college football. What do you still have to play for? What do you What do you want out of this season? I want a third championship. I, I believe that's never been done uh, in the in the Pac-12 uh, recent history. So trying to trying to go out there and get that done, and then just the sky's the limit. I think this team has the most depth I've ever seen, and I, I think the defense is as talented as I've ever seen. So and it's just going to come down to how the offense can can really carry their weight and just come down and put their best foot forward. And if we can do that each and every week, I think we can we can look at that college football playoff. Do you play video games? Are you a gamer? A little bit, here and there, yeah. Have you given thought to who should probably be on the cover of EA Sports' college football, a.k.a. zombie NCAA? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's hard. I mean, it's kind of not easy to pick against the Heisman Trophy winner sometimes, you know, so I got to kind of give him the nod on that one. <laughs> Look at you. Hey, he won the Heisman. Yeah. He can be on the cover of the college football video yeah. game. That's all right. That's pretty good. Yes, sir. Hey, yeah. look, last one for me. Do you think that if Coach Winningham put on the pads that you would like to see him in the hole? Like, like head up? Yeah. If he got that neck, if he's got that neck brace on, no, no chance. I want to see that head up because I know he's gonna have the crown of his helmet coming right at me, and it's just not gonna be good. So uh, I'll go ahead and sit that one out. <laughs> right on, Utah quarterback yes, Cam Rising. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Number One College Football Show. Appreciate you. I'm pleased to be joined by Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr. Mike, how you doing? Good. How about yourself? I'm good, bro. Uh, I want to get started with this. There has never been a better passing season by a Washington quarterback than you had last year. Not Damon Hewitt, not Brock Hewitt, not Jake Browning, not Warren Moon. So how do you feel knowing that you threw for more yards than anybody else has thrown for in a season at Washington? Uh, to be honest, I, just, I feel like it's a lot more, you know, out there that, you know, I want to accomplish. You know, obviously, I, I'm blessed to be in a position I am in today, you know, to be able to do that. You know, um, it was special. It was a special season last year. But uh, like I said, you know, we're we chasing a lot more. And, you know, I look forward to, you know, being better than I was last year, this year. Your career has been a journey, one heck of a career arc. But last year, it felt like Coach DeBoer was able to unlock some of those things that were out there for you. How did he get the most out of you last year? 
Yeah, I'm um, just making sure that I was 100% uh, prepared, you know, and it was also uh, Coach uh, Ryan Grubb, you know, our officer coordinator. That's who I'm, I'm usually with every day, you know. He's just making sure that, you know, every time I snap the ball, you know, I know that I have outlets and, you know, I feel comfortable with the play. So, you know, I just feel like just make sure that I'm in comfortable positions and make sure that, you know, um, I know the, know the playbook, um, like, the back, like on the back of my hand and, you know, just make sure I just go out there and have fun at the end of the day. So I feel like I was able to just go out there and have fun and not really think about too much whenever uh, I was underneath, underneath them. Bro, you threw 31 uh, TDs last year. And the thing that I remember most about it is this. So you got to tell me, as I'm making an archer pose here, right, where'd you get the archer celebration from? I don't know. I just that's just something I just started doing. I, I'm low key might switch it up this year. Um, so you might see a new little celebration this year. <laughs> well, can can you hit that one for me right quick? I, I can't do it yet. Oh, I can't okay. Do it yet. All right. All right. All right. So one of the things that I think is most interesting about not just last year for you, but last year for the program is that you got a lot out of Jalen McMillan and Roma Dunsey. How big is having a great season from those guys for you? Yeah, uh, Rom Romo Dunze and yeah, Jalen McMillan, you know, they're uh, uh, phenomenal players. You know, those are guys that come in every day and they put in the work. You know, they, they, they actually go out there and those are like our, our, two, our two best receivers last year, you know, stat-wise, you know, and, you know, they show it every day in practice, you know, but that receiver room is, is stacked. You know, we got a lot of guys. We got... Uh, Jalen Polk, uh, transfer came in. Jeremy uh, Bernard, Giles Jackson still there. Um, we got young guys coming in too as well that's going to be able to make an impact. So, you know, I feel like it's just a lot of talent in that room. And, you know, they, they push each other each and every day. And, you know, they, they bring the best out of each other all the time. I'm always interested to hear how y'all fit the whole wide receiver room into what you're doing when we're talking about a couple of players. But it also is indicative of how y'all go through practice, uh, how y'all hang out. If anything, what are some of the things you do to create that chemistry, not just within the quarterback room, but across the team? Yeah, I just feel like, you know, just like you said, just hanging outside, you know, just getting that trust, you know, just trusting each other. And, you know, I feel like uh, a lot of film study, you know, we watch film together so so that we know where we want each, uh, where they know where I want them to be and, you know, and they know where I'm, uh, I expect to put the ball. So just having that connection, just uh, being locked in in that standpoint so that whenever we go out there, we're playing fast and, and we're just having fun. We don't really have to, you know, think about too much. And they, they know where I want them and, you know, they know that I'm going to get them the ball whenever they get open. So it, it's just, it make it easy. You a Florida boy, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So when you got up to Seattle, when did you first learn, hey, this this ain't this ain't Florida. This ain't nothing like Florida. Um I don't know. Uh at first, uh it was just it was a little rain at first. Uh, you know, in the in the winter we get we get some rain. It's not it's not what everybody say though. It's not nothing crazy. It, it's not no downpour. Florida and Tampa, we get a lot of downpour. You got the tropical storm and stuff like that. So it's we get a lot of rain too in Florida. Like people just say, see Florida and they just think sunshine. But you know, in Tampa, we we get rain. Uh, hurricane season coming around. It's gonna rain almost every day, hard. You know, for a couple minutes. But you know, it's not like no hard downpour. So it's not something that's unbearable and something that's like, oh, I I don't want to be here because of it. You know. So, but that was that was one of the differences. It's just you know, just slight rain. You know, um, for for majority of the winter, but. 
Uh, last year, we was blessed to have wonderful weather, and I, I try to say I brought some of the Florida weather uh, uh, in the season last year, you know, the, the sunny part. So um, we were blessed to have good weather last year, but uh, we, we're looking forward to this year as well. Whatever it brings us, we'll be ready. I mentioned the great season you had in 2022. It reminded me of the season that Kenny Pickett had in 2021. Now, he came out and went in the NFL draft, got drafted in the first round. You chose to return to Washington. What are you hoping to show, if anything, to the NFL this season? Yeah, um, mainly uh, just durability and, and, and that it wasn't just, you know, a one-season thing. You know, it's something that I can do consistently and something that, you know, um, I, I've always had in me. You know, I just uh, needed a reset, you know, um, making the transfer to University of Washington, it was the best decision I made. So just having that reset and just being able to, you know, just go out there and do it for a second year, uh, this year it'll be very special. On the way out, can you hit the Archer celebration for me just one time? <laughs> hey, bang, there it is. Thank you so much. Watch your quarterback, Michael Fittick Jr., for joining us here on the number one college football show. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. I'm pleased to be joined by Oregon State head coach Jonathan Smith. Coach, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm very curious about the quarterback position. It's not just because you got DJ Uwe Unglele there, but because it was not a position of strength for you in 2022. Knowing you got a lot coming back in 2023, how excited are you about that room going into 2023? Yeah, we're definitely excited. Uh, we did feel like we wanted to create some more competition in the quarterback room after last season. There's some solid things, but we can take it a step forward and bring in DJ in and uh, allowing him to, you know, get get his feet wet with the new offense, dramatically new, different, and had a good spring ball. I think our guys are excited about not only, you know, DJ, but we've got Ben as a returning starter last year. We started eight games, won seven of them. And like our freshman we signed as well, Aiden Childs was there for spring ball. So we've definitely got some talent in the QB room. He's a quarterback that I'm very high on since he left St. John Bosco. He's got all the talent. You can see it there. Do you see the comparisons to a guy like Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills? Well, I mean, I guess I don't know Josh Allen that well. I know he's physically gifted, you know, as a runner and a thrower, and that is DJ. He's a physical specimen, studies the game, knows the, knows the game, has some real arm talent, strong arm, but can move his feet for being 250 pounds. This is also a conference that has benefited from some reclamation projects, if you will. Michael Penix had an outstanding year last year after losing his way at Indiana. Same thing with Bo Nix at Oregon after losing his way at yeah. Auburn. And this yeah. year, you've got one of those guys that I think can turn into an outstanding player. Not to harp on it too much, Coach, but having him back on the West Coast feels like it's a good thing for him. It feels like it's a good thing for Oregon State. How is this being treated around your program? Yeah, there's a lot of excitement with his name and, you know, his recognition. I do think it's a fit for both sides. I think a fresh start for DJ coming back to the West Coast, uh, you know, an area where he's, he's comfortable with. Um, and then for us, like I'm saying, we the ability to get the ball down the field and, and score points, you got to be able to throw it better than we have. And um, that's the that's the plan. I want to pivot to someone else in your backfield that I'm very excited about. We got 
a segment on the show called Diamond in the Rough where I identify a player or a coach that I think doesn't necessarily get the recognition they deserve. And you got one of those in Damian Martinez, 982 yards on the ground, 6.1 yards per rush. I'm sorry to reveal the secret, but it feels like you got a dude back there that can end up all Pac-12, if not make it all-American team. Yeah, he had a great you know freshman year as a freshman. This was his first year, true freshman year, to get uh, going. And he didn't carry the ball a ton in the first couple of games. He would have been over that 1,000 mark easily if we were to give him the ball earlier in the in the in the year so special player really gifted natural running back has added to his repertoire with catching the ball out of the backfield and doing some protection things he's got some buddies next to him now in that running back room which i think actually helps damien so it takes the load off of him a little bit to sean finwick jam griffin coming back so we're, we're expecting big things out of damien and the running back room do you think that you can have the same kind of defense that you had in 2022 i was amazed to see how you guys played defense, not just as your running back was going for, I think, six straight 100-yard rushing games between October 15th and about November 26th, but that defense stayed on top of everybody. Yeah, they played really well, especially at the end of the year. Um, and that's you know tough to replicate year in and year out, being the best defense in the in the conference. I do We do got a lot of guys back we, with the safety end, returning players, the line of scrimmage, a couple of D linemen counting on making an impact throughout the year. Uh, we've got to replace our two starting corners that were good players for us from last year. If we can get that accomplished, I think we can be good on defense again. Going into a pivotal year for the Pac-12, the last one for USC and UCLA, how do you feel about the future of the conference going forward? You know, I, I do feel confident uh, that the future's bright. Uh, I think this, this season itself sets it up to show uh, the quality of football that's going to be played in this conference, so the you know, returning players, the returning quarterbacks, uh, playing at a high level. We've got a bunch in the, ranked in the top 25 to end the year last year. I think we'll be around that uh, this fall again. So I'm pretty optimistic uh, of the future, but totally locked in on you know this season, this fall. Oregon State head coach Jonathan Smith, thank you so much for joining us here on the number one college football show. Thanks for having me. That concludes our Pac-12 Media Day interview series. We will be back next week with our Big Ten Media Day interview series. And until then, I will see you. Deuces.